0: Welcome to Dahua Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Here we are offering you the constructional Chinese history and what's the thoughts, origins, and background knowledge behind the stories. We also provide several Chinese vocabularies related with the story to help you understand and memorize. Let's get started!
1: Hi everyone, I'm Jill, the co-host and a Chinese language teacher in Da Hua Chinese. Hello, I'm Caroline, I'm the founder of Da Hua Chinese. Today we're going to talk about a very important person in Chinese history. Why? Because he discovered metal!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, in prehistoric times, we have seen many traces of metals melting. They smelted bronze, to use as their weapons. Chinese history was processed into the Bronze Age in prehistoric times. Bronze was very important during the first three dynasties, which are Xia, Shang, and
1: Zhou dynasties. In the earliest time, when they discovered Fa Xian, the metal, it is not just made into weapons, but also some tableware like spoon, forks, etc. Or for sacrifice, am I right? Hmm, I would say chopsticks more.
0: <laughs> but for those all those usages, I think they might come later. Initially, when everyone discovered the cool and shiny things, <laughs> they found it very hard and probably could hurt people from certain angles. So they used
1: it more on weapons in the beginning. Oh, no, that's so sad. This powerful thing was initially used as a tool to harm others. But how did they discover it? Um,
0: they used it for hunting first because it's hard and sharp in some angles. But yeah, the killing can be a purpose since they would need to defend themselves. You know, there's many things would happen in ancient times. So yeah, so in the records, it is said that one day it rained heavily and then everyone discovered something shining being washed out so they began to study it. Aha, uh-huh.
1: another accident. Hmm. Just like how sai shi discovered fa xian the fire huo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if we go back to the primitive era, maybe everyone could think we are very smart. Mm 聪明, or 有智慧. Mm -hmm. I know so many natural resources, 资源 after all. Now,
0: they would think we are dumb (laughs) because we don't know how to use their tools and we would go out to collect a bunch of poisonous food, (laughs) 有毒的食物,
1: and die in the first day. Oh, that makes sense. Now I start to feel how strong and wise 有智慧, our ancestor is, they can tell what is edible in the forest. That's awesome! Yeah, that's really the wisdom, 智慧 for elders. Okay, let's back to the main character today. This powerful person' name is 志油. Can you introduce to us more about his record in Chinese mythology? Mm-hmm. He was a tribal
0: alliance leader who helped Yan Di in their war to fight with Huang Di. Another tribal alliance leader. Yeah, he was once again the tribal alliance leader, Bu Luo So their tribes, Bu Luo, was the earliest one that smelted bronze. As they found the material was harder than stone and wood, they made it into farming tools. They also burned forests and used the tools to make
1: their land. I see. Mm-hmm. So their agricultural development was particularly fast. Yeah, because they are part of the Yan Di's tribe, right? Yeah, so as we said in the previous episodes, tribes would call themselves in the thing they are good at or familiar with. So why not call them Brown's tribe Tong 青铜池 or farming tribe Tian Shu. so so weak.
0: Oh Yeah, but we also talked about it before, like tribal groups might have some representative animals, and they use these animals to name their tribes like wolves or like leopards, lions, I have a bear something. And uh, so for Chiyou, their tribe was called Jiu Li, which means snake in the language of a thousand Chinese ethnic group. Maybe they worshiped snake more, but nowadays, some ethnic minorities in southern China also believed that the Zhou tribe, the Zhou Li Bulu, or Chi Yo is their
1: ancestor. Okay, before we start hearing the story, let's first talk about the three keywords related to Xu. The first one Zu Xian Xian means ancestor. Number two. Bu Luo means the tribe. The third one, Jin Shu, means metal. Mm-hmm. The meaning of Zu is a people from the past or the founder. Xian means in the front or in advance. So, Zu Xian means ancestor. Mm-hmm. In written Chinese,
0: we call Grandpa Zu Fu and Grandma Zu Mu. We can say, 皇帝是我们的祖先. The yellow emperor is
1: our ancestor. Mm-hmm. The Yan Di is also our ancestor. Yeah. So Chinese people would say themselves as Yan Huang
0: Sun. They are the descendants of Yan Di and Huang Di. So the Yan Di
1: and Huang Di are their or our ancestors. Yep. OK, next, 部落, which is tribe. Mm-hmm. We can say, OK, Caroline, can you make a sentence for us? OK, we can say, Di The
0: yellow emperor's tribe is called, I have a bear. <laughs> <laughs> or we can say, 颜帝的部落是神农。The 颜帝's tribe is the Shennong, which is the farming god.
1: The okay. mm-hmm. last one is 金属金属金属 is metal 金 itself is gold And as a radical It indicates the words related to metal For example 钱, money in Chinese The left part of the word is 金 mm, Golden things
0: <laughs> yeah. So Shu The 赤油 found the metal Okay, so we have the three words Xian, the ancestors Lu, tribes Shu metal Let's get into the story
2: It is said that 西游 was the leader of tribe Luo in the land in the east of what is now China and had 81 brothers They were fierce and always fought together In the legend, he has three heads Four eyes, six arms, and three legs, while his head is made of Ting Shu. Shu is metal in Chinese. Each of his hands held one incredibly sharp weapon, while he ate sand and stone as food. He also had horns on his head. It sounds like he is only some creature from mythology, right? Interestingly. Some historians studied these legends and found connections between these descriptions and actual historical events. According to historians, Shi was actually a ruler of many tribes in East China at that time, and his 81 brothers were actually 81 leaders of 81 tribes. Their heads were made by metal several arms with weapons are actually due to this group of people who may be the first ones in China that mastered how to use Shu to make weapons. This made them perfect at fighting like monsters and as dangerous as Avengers in combat at the time. With these jingshu Yo, and his people started to have the ambition to conquer the whole of China, and they did defeat Yan Di in the first few wars until Yan Di came to Huang Di for help. As the good guy, the savior of the world, and the symbol of justice, peace, and love, naturally, Huang Di helped Yan Di, as he did in other stories. Thus, Shi fought the alliance of Yan Di and Huang Di. And as all good stories go, the evildoer Shi Yu almost won using his weapons that made by the metal Shu at first, but the good fellows, Huang Di, one in the end with the help of the gods. After Shi died, some of his guys regretted the bad things they did and joined Huang Di and Yan Di, starting new chapters of their life that only did good things. And the combination of these tribes of Shi Huang Di and Yan Di became the ancestors of modern China. This is why these three are called the three ancestor Zuxian of Chinese people. But Qiyo, courage and fighting skills are still honored by the people afterward, and he was worshipped as the god of war in China. And some ethnic groups in China see themselves as the direct descendant of Qiyo and have festivals for him every year. It's really a pity about Qiyo.
1: Discovery metal at that time was an advantage, for it can make weapons. And people's desire of power came out, wanting to use force to conquer the world and obtain all resources. Zi yuan. Mm-hmm. Power corrupts people. So
0: actually, because Chinese mythology is super chaotic, there is another saying that Huang Di was actually the invader. So Chiyou was just protecting his
1: own tribe, Bu luo. What are you talking about? This completely subverts the image of the emperor in the hearts of the Chinese people. He was so kind and able to defend his home and country. How could he invade other tribes, Lu. You need to clarify.
0: Ah, uh, that's right. I think Confucius was sue me. What? Why Confucius? Because, actually... One of the reasons why we read these stories passed down is because Confucius organized these ancient literary classics as his textbook, including deleting some facts to make the story more able to spread Confucianism. What? (laughs) Yeah, he actually did it and added some. So this ideology includes the concept of heaven mandate, Ming, which is because Di's moral character is better, so heaven has bestowed him with the power to rule. And 痴油 was a person who is not moral and does not obey the command of heaven.
1: But in Taoism, Chuyo wasn't that bad. Since there are so many opinions, is there any objective and primary factor that triggered this work? That would have to do with the
0: ancient salt resources, zi yuan. In fact, the Chiyou tribe also produced a lot of salt, which allowed their people to obtain more nutrition, making their tribe, bu very strong.
1: What? The Chiyou, the bu luo, tribe, was so super for ancient people. Mm-hmm. They know how to control the fire, huo, mm-hmm. The forest to make the field. Use metal 金属, to make the tools. And also has the salt resources, 資源. but why salt is so important for us?
0: Mm-hmm. In ancient times, salt was an important tool for humans to preserve food. But in addition to helping us preserve food and add flavor, salt also helps our bodies absorb minerals and replenish our nutritional needs. Originally, during hunting, people directly absorbed salt from the meat they consumed. It was only after the invention of agriculture, which is the agricultural revolution, that people realized that if they only ate crops without salt, their bodies would feel uncomfortable, possibly causing headaches and fatigue. Thus, salt became one of the most important food in human civilization. And in ancient times, salt was a very important economic product that could not only be traded, but also to control people. Salt? Mm -hmm. Why? How is it done? So in ancient China, the government would control the trade of salt because everyone needed to eat salt to help the body metabolize. Thus, controlling the trade of salt could control the population and
1: economy of an area. So the Lu 汁油's tribe, had so many resources, mm-hmm. I really think they were the chosen people. Right? However, Confucius still didn't think positively of them. Maybe, mm-hmm. or probably, <laughs> or most likely. <laughs> <laughs> Did Confucius get it wrong? Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: maybe, yeah. <laughs> the Taoist philosopher, Dao Jia Zhuangzi, believed that, that Confucius was wrong in his assessment. So <laughs> He believed that due to the strong productivity of 吃油的部落, surplus food could become the private property of the people and providing a driving force for civilizational process. That's a good and healthy tribe, 部落, on using
1: natural resources, 自然資源. Although it is different from the existing concepts of chiyou, I really like hearing different opinions like this, hmm. and I believe our audience does so. Yeah. It can enrich our thinking. That's right. However, Confucius was a person who
0: attached great importance to propriety, which includes the concept of social classes. He thought everyone need to do the right thing in the right position, he believed that Shi Yu was too greedy and did things that were not suitable for his
1: social class. Wait, they were both tribal leaders, right? Mm-hmm. How could they be in different social classes? I don't really understand what Confucius is saying. Because for Confucius,
0: the person who truly received the mandate of heaven, Tian Ming, <laughs> was yeah, the person was the yellow emperor, Di. And we also know that later records the Huangdi ultimately defeated You, So according to the mandate of heaven, Tianming, <laughs> the Huangdi was the chosen one.
1: This is to let the result explain the reason. Sounds so unfair for Chu mm-hmm. You. Okay. So, if Yu had won today, we would be descendants of 赤油. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not 严皇子孫. we are yeah. 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 Actually, the southern
0: minority in China think like this. That's why their war is important to us as well. In the next episode, we are talk about the Battle of 竹路, 烛路, the 烛路之战, which laid the foundation of Chinese culture as an extension of Han culture.
1: Alright, mm-hmm. so don't miss the most significant war that happened between Huang Ti and Xu Yo in our next episode. That's all for today. If you want to know more about the vocabularies we mentioned today, the link is attached in the description. Also follow us on Instagram, Da Ha Chinese. You can also leave your comment below. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. If you
0: are interested in a clear framework of Chinese dynasties, historical backgrounds, art, and lifestyles in different periods, don't forget to subscribe to the
1: podcast. Great! You can support us by clicking the link below or give us a five star raise! <laughs> five star. We would appreciate your encouragement. Hope to see you again in the next episode of Da Hwa Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Bye-bye.